0: The Freshers Handbook.
1: Hello. Welcome along to another episode of The Freshers Handbook. Not really sure what that was at the start. I'm Harry Briggs. <laughs>
2: I'm Robin and We're going through these episodes, Harry. We can do whatever we need to keep us going, whether that be different intros, different outros. I like the customisation of it. it was Have good. you stocked up on caffeine? I, I've had a hot chocolate. But I, I so like that. It just prepped me for this. I like so that. So I'm about to get a great chatty sugar rush, but I don't really do coffee, unfortunately.
0: That's a shame. Coming
2: up. No matter where you're going, it's always good just to have maybe something saved in your phone and your notes or something like that. Where, what's the postcode, where you're gonna end up, that sort of thing.
0: Everything mm. is so new. You don't really know who your friends are. Mm. Just look out for one another.
2: Mark your expensive possessions with a UV pen. Always make sure to try and register your possessions, maybe apply for some contents insurance if you've brought a brand new laptop mm. to uni with you or something like that.
0: When I was 18, if I tried to go to the toilet by myself, like no. my friends would be running after me. It was a really, no girl can be left alone. The Freshers Handbook Podcast with Harry Briggs and Robin Sargison.
1: We've already focused on moving in and freshers week. We've touched on student finance and budgeting, and we now know how to learn. uh, We now know how to live away from home, which means we need to uh,
2: focus on probably the the most important thing, and that is staying safe. Yeah, this is the first time where you're going to be away from home for long periods of time by yourself, and there will be uh, times where you're going out by yourself, going to do things, and staying safe at uni. There's, there's a lot of things put in place to help with that, but then we're going to give you some tips sort of which you can independently use to make sure you're as safe as you can be and nothing bad happens, basically. Indeed.
1: Later on in the show, we're going to chat to Daisy Smith who uh, has uh, recently won a national award focusing on consent at university, which is a very important thing about keeping uh, women safe. Uh, She is also a member of uh, Women's Welfare um, at Nottingham Trent University, so that should be very interesting indeed. Uh, Right, I I would think the most important thing about um, being safe at uni is, is when you're on a night out.
2: Yeah, because that's when probably you're at your most vulnerable as well. It's fresh as week. It's early on, and then you're going out clubbing. You are probably getting drunk or intoxicated in some way, and you sometimes you lose your bearings. You're not sure where you are. Sometimes it just gets a bit overwhelming and that is where probably you're most at risk to uh to something bad happening. So always always try it, and when you get to uni or even beforehand, just sort of look up where you are, where you'll be living, where the main things will be like, how am I getting into town? What's what's the route gonna be back from like going out, clubbing exactly. and that sort of stuff?
1: Get to know your new city mm. or town. That would be my uh big top tip for you because especially in the first few days where you just go in full steam getting to know everyone yeah. um it'll be exciting but it's easy to forget the little things like uh way back on your or, or, or to your accommodation um or you know when just trains or buses remembering come remembering
2: your postcode for your, your oh, accommodation because so many looks. people they go there to book oh wait hold on what's my postcode and then they, they're on their phone like trying to go through like their emails to find out just like the postcode of where they're living and stuff like that it's really simple but it's I, forgettable
1: I, when I was in um first year I went to see my mate at Manchester uni yeah Uh, From my friends from home, I went to go see them at Manchester Uni, which is, I guess, something that a lot of people do. They go and see their friends from school, from work, from whatever, Mm -hmm. at different universities. And um, we went on a night out, um, and then uh, we went uh, back to an Airbnb that we were all staying at. Mm -hmm. However, um, my phone ran out of charge. It was absolutely tipping it down with rain. It was late, it was about 1am, uh, and we were staying in Airbnb, um, so didn't have
2: any idea where, where that was, was. Yeah. Um, and I lost everyone. Oh, That's really hard. That, that must have been scary as well. It was scary. Your city you're not familiar with. I, I, I'd never been there before. Yeah, I could definitely understand that. So no matter where you're going, it's always good just to have maybe something saved in your phone and your notes or something like that, where what's the postcode, where you're going to end up, that sort of thing. And then, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of portable chargers on nights out if you think your phone might die and that sort great of thing great idea I'm always trying to my, my phone was notorious for just having terrible battery so I always had to just bring a small portable charger with me but uh, yeah that's the sort of thing that you need to probably remember when you pack in things like that portable chargers extra things and then even things like make sure you know where your id is you know where your wallet is i know mates have gone on nights out and then they've lost their wallets and so they have no id no credit card no way to get home no student card as well which costs money to replace
1: absolutely things like driving license i would always opt for a driving license over a
2: passport yeah don't use a passport even if you can't drive just use your provisional license or something like that it's well worth paying money to get a provisional license even
1: if you've got no intentions of learning how to drive because it's a lot cheaper to place in a passport. Mm. Driving license, bank card, uh, statements, your PIN, your university ID, any official uni paperwork. That's the sort of information that you need to make sure you keep safe. Uh, and I mentioned that in the form of uh, don't leave them lying around in public and don't leave them online available to be freely accessed.
2: Yeah. I'd definitely also say wherever you're moving in, if you want to protect where you are living in, whether that's in accommodation or when you move into a student house, always make sure to try and register your possessions maybe apply for some contents insurance if you've brought a brand new laptop Mm. to uni with you or something like that because obviously if break-ins and burglaries happen or if you lose it or if they get broken that's how you can sort of insure yourself so you're not then loads and loads of money down and you need to suddenly replace all these things and you're going into your overdraft and that's when the problems start to stack up
1: absolutely i would be sure to insure your expensive items yeah. i saw one really good tip when i was looking up some uh, research to do this podcast episode and that was you could mark your expensive possessions with a uv pen i like that and you could put your student details such as your name and your phone number with this uv pen so if anything gets handed back from the police and they're struggling to find okay. out
2: who owns it, you can just go look. This is mine. I tell yeah, you it's now. under UV light. That's the thing; you can't see that in normal light as well. So it'll just look normal. Great idea, right? It's a great idea, it, and it kind of doesn't ruin it as well because you don't want to be walking around with like black Sharpie written on all <laughs> your possessions. <laughs> My That's dad was touch.
1: quite keen to do that when I was um, going to school or something. Whatever I take it's like out, like clothes labels, yeah, like he's iron right, labels. In massive bulk letters. <laughs> uh, but something else you can do is um, download um, certain apps on your phone. Mm. That help you in case you get lost, and that could be some a little thing like Uber, um, just to help you get home if you're stuck on a night out and you're on your own. Um, or you can do things like um, Street Safe, that lets your friends and family locate you on a map with real-time updates.
2: Yeah, I also like the app Citizen Aid, which I actually got. Probably just before moving to uni, we were sort of told, I'll oh, get this. It's basically if anything happens where sort of your friend falls over and they've like cut themselves or someone injures themselves or someone has a heart attack, an asthma attack, things like that. It basically you go on this app Citizen Aid, you say what you just click the button of what situation's happening, and it gives you step-by-step guides on what to do, obviously, before an ambulance arrives, or stuff like that. So how to put someone in the recovery position, how to help someone that's like having a fit or like if they have epilepsy or something like that just really really helpful information and uh yeah obviously all these apps are sort of free on the app straight on app store google play that sort of stuff so should be readily available and i just think yeah it might sound a bit weird downloading an app for like the worst case scenario if you get to uni but these situations do happen you know i've had a friend break their elbow falling downstairs on a night out and then we've had to sit with them and wait for the ambulance and that sort of stuff so things will go wrong hopefully not with you but if a problem arises, you just need to be equipped, basically, to handle it. And then you want you want the best possible chance, basically.
1: I completely and utterly agree. Um, I would also be sure to not be pressurised to do anything you don't want to do. That is with drinking
2: that is with uh drugs um that is with anything at all yeah even going certain places if someone goes oh yeah let's go all the way out of town for this to this house for an afters or something like that and you're just like i don't i don't fancy that like we're a big advocate on this podcast harry for for giving things a go saying yes to stuff Mm. trying things but by all means just feel free to if you're uncomfortable with things like that and it and it's Unsettling you feel free to have the confidence to say no. Yeah, it's that fine line It's a good way to make new friends
1: early in by uh, Going to do stuff with your roommates or your course mates mm-hmm. or whatever But don't feel like you have to absolutely say yes to everything. There's no pressure yeah. And I think it's worth putting onto that that your lifelong friends that you make at uni won't be found um, through doing things that you don't actually enjoy or be- being pressurised in.
2: You'll find your lifelong friends who are like minded people. Yeah. And also, uh, even if they're doing, even if, say, they're drinking and you're not, if they understand you and they're like, okay, that's fine. Like, we're not going to, like, take the mick out of you or whatever that's that's even better for you because you don't want to be hanging out with people who basically just don't accept you for what you want to do and who you are i think the the friends you'll make should if they are proper friends respect your decisions and be understanding as well the
0: freshers handbook
2: you know uh one in six students are now teetotal. total what's that mean no alcohol at all. Really? Yeah. That's uh, more people than I thought there'd be, actually. I one think in I th- six sobers. Oh, wow. I think uh, the drinking culture of uni is sort of... It's always going to exist, but I think a lot more people just aren't participating in it anymore because um, it doesn't just... it just not really interests them, which is great, actually, to see, because then I think also it, it means less bad things happen.
1: Um, student Nightlife Index uh, said that one in six students are now sober, um, which means the majority of people who are listening to this on the on the statistics will be hitting the town Mm -hmm. i've got some quick top tips for um enjoying your night out without getting absolutely hammered you want to hear them Go for it, go for
2: it. I want to see which ones I have or haven't done. Okay. Um, Too many pre-drinks are a risk. Yeah, been there, done that. (laughs) Some people, I know people that have been turned away at the door because they're too drunk. And this is at like 10 p.m. when they're just trying to get in pretty early to the club and they're absolutely hammered because they've preed a little bit too hard. Drinking on an empty stomach can cause you to pass out. Eat first. I've not seen parsley out, but I've seen some, some people get extremely wrecked very quickly when they're not, when they haven't eaten. Someone was like, oh, I haven't eaten all day. And now I'm going out to the pub and drinking loads. And I was like, you're not going to have a good time tonight, mate. You, yeah, definitely eat. Mixing soft drinks into your night will help you stop becoming drunk, keep hydrated. Yeah, sometimes I like to grab a water. Especially if it's, you know, when nightclubs get a bit hot... And there's a bit. You're a bit crowded. And you're like, oh, it's getting a bit hot and sweaty in here. Sometimes water, or even just like lemonade with ice, or something like that, is actually such a savior. And like genuinely, like not even for the purposes of sobering up. Just it just hydrates you and makes you feel a lot more better avoid drinks you didn't see being poured. Yeah, you never know who could slip something in your drink, whether the barman is like, over-pouring. Sometimes they free-pour and just put more in than, than the measured amount, which obviously isn't right. But yeah, definitely, definitely hang around and watch your drink being poured and make sure uh, you don't leave your drink unattended is that your next one yeah you stole <laughs> it off me you stole it off me and um there's always having a few drinkies at home don't
1: feel like you have to go out
2: yeah yeah or keep, keep it local keep it close to home you don't need to always end up
1: going clubbing and well during those. the pandemic i had no choice but to party with my flatmates, <laughs> flatmates every weekend we got into a nice routine where every saturday night we'd have some drinks together and it was quite nice the freshers handbook
2: we're joined by
1: national award winner daisy smith Woo! on the podcast
2: First round of applause on the podcast.
1: <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, Daisy Smith won a National Award doing a, uh, a campaign about consent. At university. At university. Uh, Trent Consent.
0: Yes, it was after the death of Sarah Everard.
1: us about Sarah.
0: So she was a woman walking home at night and it was during lockdown... And um, when all the rules were still in place, um, April twenty twenty one, and she was stopped by a man who said he was a police officer, which he was, but he then proceeded to essentially really kidnap her, take her in his car, and he ended up unfortunately murdering her. And this really did only happen because she was just walking home late at night.
2: That was a massive story.
1: Yeah, that was all, that was all over the news. And even though she wasn't a student, it no. took the university. Yeah universities across the country to do some student activism and do some change, right?
0: Well, yeah, because so this was around the time also when bars, pubs, restaurants, you know, we were getting the rule of six, so every everywhere of these places um, were beginning to reopen, and so a group of my friends and I thought you know, we can't sit still, we need to do something. Because this was national news. Everyone was talking about it. It was all over social media.
1: So what did you do?
0: So we created a social media campaign, because again, it was lockdown. Mm -hmm. Can't really be going outside doing all this. So we did a social media campaign called Hashtag Trent Consent. And so this consisted of a week-long campaign on social media, and I interviewed um, one of my friends who was unfortunately raped on campus the year prior to tell her story and the treatment she got um, and just her experience of that really and then we also interviewed my university's uh, student union we did an instagram takeover with them and we discussed all the things they're doing to try and keep the students safe but then we also talked to um, the sexual health service part of the uni and the services that they provide because what we found we did daily polls on our instagram and twitter and what we found was a lot of students at the university didn't really know what services were out there yeah and so We did that to highlight the safety and the options that are available. Really.
2: Do you think that that was because that year as well there was like a lack of interaction at, say, like there weren't freshers fairs and stuff like that, so they were struggling to get their information out to everyone who. Yeah. You sort of had to go digging for it on the website and stuff like that to find it. So it was a lot less accessible for people.
0: And I think unfortunately, you know, some of this information is only known if you have to then use it, sort of thing. It's not some that is sort of you just click on the website, type in, and it pops up. You know. Like you said, it is kind of sometimes a bit more hidden. And then we also spoke to the police federation about what they're doing and sort of counter-enact, you know, things that we had heard and them sort of telling us whether that was sort of almost correct behaviour for police to do.
1: Interesting. <laughs> Why did you come up with the idea? So you, you had the death, the, the death of Sarah Everard and then did you think, actually,
2: we need to do something about this because I feel unsafe? Was, yeah, you... was there a lot of... Were you talking to a lot of your friends on that yeah. and everyone was sort of saying, We need to do something about well, this, sort of, we feel unsafe
1: after
0: the news broke my friend messaged me and he said, Look, I feel like like something needs to happen. Like we can't sit still on this. Yeah. And so then a group of us got together, created group chat, and we just started throwing in all these ideas and it just sort of came from there really and we kinda of kept You know, just thinking of all these ideas we could do, and yeah, I mean, as a woman at uni, also just being a woman in general, you know, you do have these horrid experiences, and part of a university experience should not include having these horrid experiences. And you know, it's twenty twenty two now. Yeah,
2: we've we've spoken a lot about like. Nightlife and going out and being mm. with your friends and stuff like that, but we're obviously we come from the point of it of just two guys who are yeah. like fairly confident walking by ourselves and stuff like that. But mm. from from your experiences, mm. like say in first year when you first got to uni, how were yeah. you feeling about like going clubbing and then potentially being by yourself, or were you were you very conscious to stay with people? How safe did you feel going out?
0: I think it was a strange. It was strange as well because obviously in first year. It was then all of the lockdowns as well. But it's it's hard to. I, I could. I wouldn't say I felt hundred percent completely safe. But then that's also just being a woman. But it was. You know, it was a thing. You don't walk home by yourself late at night. Or if
2: did you did you feel like people were looking out for you and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. We, I would never. I usually went out in groups. Mm. Um. I didn't really go out with just one other friend. So there was always a big group. And you within that group, you knew there would be people looking after you. Like um, on my course, we would do all these course nights out to our local club and it sort of just started as a way for us to get to know each other but then we just had a good time so (laughs) I kept doing it. But on those nights in particular, I felt really safe because I was also with a group of guys within that group who I know would have my back if anything happened.
1: So was there some instances where you went out at university and you didn't feel safe?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's been... A couple instances, well there was, I remember there was one on a particular course night out where this guy, he just sort of was following me around the club and just kept maintaining eye contact with me and wasn't looking away and it was sort of, you know, if I moved to the left, he would move the same way and it, it got to the point where I just remember a group of friends were having to create a barrier a physical, like, you know, a wall of people between me and this other guy. Mm and that really freaked me out and then like there was another time and this was just a praise as well because that's a massive part of doing nights out as well where it was at my friend's flat who lived in the flat above me and I just quickly went to my flat to go to the loo and we're just all I had to do was walk up a flight of stairs but I remember as I left my flat to walk up the stairs there are three guys who came down and one stopped on the stairs going up which was the direction I needed to go one stopped on like the landing so you know same level as me and then one stopped on on the stairways going down and they just refused to move. They tried to get me to hug them, to they tried to enter into my flat. They try it was it was just one of those moments where I just felt if I said anything or if I moved I wasn't, I had no idea what would happen. And I just remember I just froze. And I just became very, like, quiet. And I just, it was one of those, like, fight or flight moments. And I just froze. And it felt forever. But it was probably only for about, like, five minutes. But they just refused to move. And they wouldn't let me leave. And they ended up going. But I just ran upstairs. And I just remember I just broke down because it was just... Yeah. Really terrifying. I think also just for me, I'm quite small. I'm not the strongest girl, you know. If <laughs> if someone grabbed me, I don't have the best chance of fighting off
2: either. Did you feel? Did you feel like afterwards you knew where to go or where the support services were or what you what you could have done to cope? Like not. Mm. Do you think you coped with it in the best afterwards, way possible?
1: Afterwards,
0: yeah. I think it's taken till third year for me. And to, when did this happen? So this was in first year in January in first year. Wow. So two years ago. Yeah. And that really shook me up and I I couldn't sleep that night and then there were certain instances where in the one I previously mentioned about the boy following me around the club yeah that Wednesday so that was on a Monday night Then that Wednesday he sat next to me in the lecture and I just remember I I was trying so hard literally not to burst into tears Mm. and then every time he moved I just flinched every time he moved because I mean he's only going to like grab a pen yeah. or turn over his notebook but in... it's,
2: from, it's from those actions it's from those yeah, actions yeah, yeah. So I
0: remember just flinching and then as soon as it finished I just remember running out and just Basically, just breaking down in mm-hmm. tears just I felt so uncomfortable.
1: Do you think, um, can I? Sorry to butt in. Do you think this is a normal university experience to experience at some point as a woman at uni?
0: I just think it's. I'd so.
2: say I've heard, I've heard a lot of stories. Of similar ilk,s of just a lot of girls having that one story, or yeah. where just like they were made to feel uncomfortable or harassed.
0: I just think it's a normal woman's story. Like I don't like, yes, at university it is heightened because you do go clubbing more and you are meeting new people.
1: But so you think it's worse
2: at university?
0: Probably because that's, that's
2: also probably the first time you're introduced to it mm. a, yeah. on a regular. And because a you a lot more go out independence. For, yeah,
0: yeah, well, you're not exactly. with your
2: parents. Yeah, you're that's not
0: with. That's the
2: other thing. And I remember,
0: people. you know, if that summer before before uni is almost like that. your first summer of when you all turn 18 with your hmm. mates. But it's like you all go to your local club and also, you've all just turned 18, you've all had the lecture from your mum and dad's, so don't be by yourself, don't do this. So you all go everywhere in groups Yeah. you are never left by yourself. But that's
2: Is that why girls all go to the toilet together yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: that's the thing. It's like, you know, I remember when I was 18, God, if I tried to go to the toilet by myself, that would, that would just not be, like no. my friends would be running after me. It was a really, no girl can be left alone. Um,
2: so would you would you like recommend that to freshers that are listening like say oh, group up with your girls and your yeah, friends What and are your stuff? top tips?
0: Well, I think also When it got to third year, I felt a lot more confident. I knew the places I wanted to go to, for example, my students' union. I felt so safe there. I didn't really go in there in first year, but I felt so safe there in um, third year. So I would just say, top tip for freshers, when it's all so new as well, everything is so new. You don't really know who your friends are. Mm. Um, Just look out for one another. Try and avoid going to places in the club, like to the bar or to the toilets by yourself, even if it's just with one other person. Two is always better than one. And just please don't walk. I I just would really avoid walking home late at night as well because sometimes. On your own. On your own, yeah. Or on at your all.
2: Own. Or yeah, I I I'd say, I'd say like probably you'd need like a big group to walk home. A together, group, yeah.
0: yeah. A group walking Even home. Even a pair,
2: I'd say get a taxi.
0: Yeah, get a taxi if needed. um, But also because. Obviously, not all streets have CCTV, or some streets mm. can just be a bit creepy to walk down. And
1: um, may I ask if you're if you find yourself in a situation where you absolutely have to walk yes. home on your own, yes. what would be your, t- your top tips?
0: Um, so I would. I and mean, I guess
1: this is for a woman, but any person who feels a bit vulnerable.
0: So. There was the odd time I had to walk home by myself, but that being said, I had I would have had a friend in the club who would then go to the smoking area, and I would be on the phone to them the whole entire time. Yeah. If failing that, just try and find someone who's awake, <laughs> share your location with them, or just be texting them updates. You know, I'm near, I'm round the corner, I'm nearly here, I've just left. Would um,
2: you Would you even fake being on the phone? So just like talking on the phone, like to make people think if... you're you were talking to someone, so that you you had someone who yeah. knew what you were doing.
0: Yeah, potentially. Like if there was a guy, if you know, I'm on the road and it's literally just me and another guy. I might pretend because mm. I've done that a couple of times. I might just pretend to be on a phone call. Yeah.
2: In your three years at uni, how safe do you feel? Like the university has helped you feel, um... and and what sort of support services or things have have you liked or wanted to see improved on? that you could recommend to, like, freshers to either do or ask for?
0: Finishing uni now, pretty safe. Mm. I feel quite comfortable, feel quite confident. I think also it helps, you know, as you just grow up, you do get more confident as well, which naturally kind of helps. And you
2: learn the area. And you learn the area, Mm.
0: yeah. So there are those stuff that also just comes with time. But I have felt very safe, to be honest. But that is because, you know... I always go out in a group. And also within that group, our group of guys as well. But then simple things, you know, after the rise and spike in our student union had St. John Ambulance um, volunteers in the actual club, and you would see them walking around and you'd feel safe there. Overall, I felt I feel, felt quite safe, but it would be good also um, I think there can be an issue with bouncers. Yeah. A huge issue with bouncers mistreating. Because
2: they're always hired from outside companies as well. So it's not even... The the club will use a company, Mm. and then it's that company's job. So it's not even the club that are personally appointing... I think there's
0: an issue with bouncers either not believing or just not being unwilling to help i think bouncers need to do a better job at believing someone that they have just look this girl just has had or this guy has had too much to drink or they could have inspired mm. and not immediate, immediately immediately be no don't be silly you've just taken something yeah um so i would like to see more help and just more willingness from bouncers yeah just better, better training I yeah guess as well and that yeah. Sort of yeah 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 Um, better training than that but I think yeah a lot a lot has
1: improved can I ask a question yes Um, what would you say to uh, freshers coming to university who are after hearing what you say now a little bit worried or um, intrepidated to come to go on a night out I Or to go
0: out I mean it's not a nice topic to talk about It can sound a bit scary Don't put your social life on hold Because of a what if Or because something could potentially happen And also it's not just at uni this happens It happens everywhere It's not a uni issue It's a global issue mm. Just You just got to be sensible you know. Go out with your mates Don't go out by yourself And as long as you take the right precautions Yeah just you be know, as
2: safe as possible
0: Yeah, yeah. You, and mm. the amount I mean I can only pick you know, those two two nights Mm. where something bad happened but I've been on countless nights out since where nothing has happened at all
2: yeah. So as long as long as you and your friends are doing all the right things, yeah. you, you can. That's all you can do. You can only yeah. be in control of yourself and the people mm. around you. Yeah. 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 If you do walk
1: home, do so in a group and stick to busy, uh, well lit areas. Mm. Um, maybe go a route where you know there's probably going to be some CCTV in operation. If you do have to walk anywhere, you can always face oncoming traffic, which is a little bit easier. Um, don't listen to music um, but you can always ring somebody on your phone so you've got somebody who's going who you can listen to and, and you can trust on the other line. Um, I've seen it online it says never use any shortcuts such as um, underpasses or jitties or parks that kind of thing and uh, walk with confidence and walk with purpose.
0: Yes, I always speed walk if I have to walk back late at night. Mm. speed walk down the street
1: and check with your university as well we say this nearly on, on mm. every episode Robin check with your university campus security if they offer any some sort yes. of free protection a lot of them offer rape alarms
0: well a lot of unis this is another thing a lot of unis actually have a lot of stuff in place mm. but it's just one of those things you kind of need to ask about for Absolutely. example yeah. my uni had a safe taxi scheme where you know if you you know lost your bank card or you couldn't afford for some reason to get home safe or you feel uncomfortable comfortable walking um they would get a taxi for you to pick you up and to drop you off so also a, a great suggestion that is just ask your uni what they already have in place
1: absolutely Um before you go Daisy anything else you, you want you want to say About your uni experience, (laughs) yeah. Any top tips
2: for freshers going into day one? Ending it on a positive note as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, we have we've had an episode about cooking at uni. Are you a big cook?
0: Oh, I'm awful. (laughs) I'm really not good. What was great was in second and third year, and to be honest, in first year, I got along really well with two of the girls in my flat, and it continued out second and third year, where we all decided, look, we all eat at the same time. We like similar things. Why don't we just do a group meal plan? So then it's cheaper, and you know, it's just. thing to do and because through those two years three years really i never had to cook a single meal
2: because <laughs> <laughs> you just got, agreed to do the washing up i instead? got to do the
0: washing up yeah, and i got yeah, these yeah. amazing <laughs> meals cooked for me it was great
2: <laughs> So basically, know what you're good at and know what you're not good at. Yeah. Collaborate,
0: <laughs> perfect.
2: Daisy Smith, thank you
1: so much for, for coming on the podcast. Uh, and thank you so much um, for, for, uh, for all that you did with your, with your consent work uh, and your multimedia stuff. It was uh, superb, well well played, and a uh, good use of your time. We'll, we'll
2: link your socials in the bio. <laughs> so do that. But if, if you guys have any questions you want to ask, Daisy specifically, if you're a woman, you're going to uni and you feel like me and aren't really well equipped to ask feel free shoot a message or drop us an email we'll all link that below in the description
1: all right that wraps up another episode of the Freshers handbook uh, <laughs> thank you so much uh, robin sargison as always um let's uh, let's uh, carry on you know what to do by now you head over w- to the next episode you don't well. have to do anything let it play <laughs> and enjoy it with your ears <laughs> take care
0: The Freshers' Handbook podcast with Harry Briggs and Robin Sargison.
1: The Freshers' Handbook was brought to you by Jano Media in partnership with the Centre for Broadcasting and Journalism Department at Nottingham Trent University. It was recorded and mixed by me, Harry Briggs, with assistance from Sassy Clyde in conjunction with the Jano Media Award at Nottingham Trent University, providing fresh postgraduate students with a chance to create a fully costed short podcast series.